Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. Please like, comment, follow, subscribe, and you can download for free. That way you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring show. I'm Lynn Woods, and my guest today is gospel recording artist, producer, songwriter, Josh Bracey. He's also a pastor, and his choir, Josh Bracey and Power Anointed, is one of Memphis's shining gospel beacons. Their debut record was Due Season back in 2010, and they've made other recordings since then. They have shared the stage with gospel greats like Dorinda Clark Cole, Donnie McClurkin, Judith McAllister, and many more. Their latest is the EP, Live Praise, Volume 1. Josh Bracey, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Miss Lynn. (laughs) I am doing wonderful, and we were talking off mic about you being in Memphis, and I have roots in Tennessee with folks, family members in Memphis and Jackson and Bolivar, Tennessee, and all around that Memphis area, so... So you almost like home folk, okay? Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to like jump into your backstory. So when did you get your start in gospel? I know you grew up as a PK, pastor's kid, but how did you get started in gospel? Well, of course, uh, all my life I've been musically inclined. Man, since ever what? since age two and of course born and raised uh in church my father at the time was a minister was elevated as an elder and mom was a choir member and i became the drummer at our church at age seven and from there i uh moved from playing drums to the organ somewhere around about 13 or 14 and along with that i just began to play around with vocals you know would be a choir rehearsal and other young lady at that time that was teaching all the parts you know and I had a 90% of what she was teaching was right, but uh, I had a way of raising my hands like, oh, that part is not right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what, Pastor? I, I did that too, As and when we were in the junior choir, and I was the president uh-huh. of the junior choir, <laughs> as our supervisor and also our, our musician, church musician, she'd be playing something. I'm like, that's not how that goes. And she said, well, <laughs> when you go to school and get your college degree, then you can come back and tell me how this goes. Oh, yeah. That shut you down. <laughs> I was like, but I, I, okay. Oh, you know, I, I went on. And, and then, you know, I started realizing that, you know, my passion for uh, and the love for just, you know, with choirs has uh, always just been a thing that just kind of captured, you know, my attention. And, you know. Yeah, well, then why, why choirs? You know, you get all this. You, and you're in quartet territory down here in Memphis. I know, right? Yeah, you know. So, so why, why choirs? Dear. Well, 
one of the reasons is is because you know growing up in the Church of God in Christ, you know every November, you know we prepare for the convocation, and uh, at that time, Doctor Madamoff Clark would come to Memphis, and uh, she would rehearse with the uh, state choir here, and I was just so inspired by her and Twinkie. And at that time, I was playing drums and actually had the opportunity to play the drums for her. You know, many people were impressed. It was like, who's this little kid on drums? Mm -hmm. And when she recognized, she saw that I was able to keep up. But believe it or not, she didn't have any mercy on me at all. Even as a little kid, huh? It's like, uh uh-uh. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was about, what, 10, 11? Mm-hmm. Never forget. She said, drama, if you're going to play, you have to keep up. <laughs> I looked I looked at Twinkie. Of course, you know, she was to my left, and she bucked those eyes and said, you better come on. <laughs> and from that day on, you know, I felt like I could just, you know, conquer anything. And I watched her, watched her very closely. And then, of course, as time went on, you know, God called her home. There's another young man who's now with the Lord, uh, the late Orlando Draper. Yeah, I remember Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Orlando was a great inspiration. Man, I mean, one of our church members at my home church was a part of his singer ministry. And any time they had a concert, I always bought tickets. And I was always there. Never missed a concert. Was there when he got his first record deal. And God fixed it so, I believe I was, what, maybe 18, 19 years old. God fixed it so that I was able to attend his rehearsals because Orlando rehearsals was private you, you couldn't you couldn't stay there and after being put out twice by his mom mama draper put me out <laughs> and, mama uh, draper said you got to go child uh, yeah she told me she said oh, baby, you gotta go <laughs> but that, that third time she was coming back there where i was sitting to put me out and orlando walked through the door saying he said mama he all right he all right let him stay let him stay a friend of mine that was a musician whispered in his ear and said this guy here he really loves you of course he's seen me at all his concerts so he allowed me to stay and he heard at that time i you know, just started my choir, Josh Bracey and Power Anointed, and we, we had just started. So, you know, that's when we began to just kind of get to know each other, and he was, you know, and at that time, he started to get off into producing and having other artists, you know, around the city. And he told me, he said, I want to get with you, you know, just get with, get with your people and just kind of get you guys, you know, trained. Uh, I, I love your music. And Lynn, God called him home. Mm, yeah, I remember that. Oh, man, I was, I was sick. But, hey, I, you know, I continue to support the associates and watch them. And, you know, then God gave me favor with his mom. And that's when she gave me the history of how they started. Uh, she blessed me with the uh, choir's handbook. And she just gave me so many words of encouragement to keep going, keep moving, you, you know. And, of course, you know, they had the Music Lovers Conference, and I attend, you know, attended that. I learned so much. And, in fact, that was my initial beginning uh, of just entering into the gospel industry. And the reason why I said that, because they had a class that that literally dealt with the industry and artist development and things of that nature. And from there, that's when I began to start going to GMWA and started or there with the announcers guild at that time and uh i would come back and share information with my choir and and you know and this just kind of went from there you know and we, we've been what about 28 years now uh going strong wow <laughs> do you still have some of the same original members well not original whereas when we like first started but i do have 
two that came, I think, somewhere within year five, year seven, you know, within this, between five, six, seven years of us in existence. So uh, they're still with me uh, even to this day. How many folks did you have in, in your choir? And was it an anointed power and that they have to pass like certain criteria? You had special auditions for it. How did you form this choir? Well, in high school, I graduated from Fairly High School. And uh, Fairly High School, oh wow, for over 40 years, I uh, was known to be the high school where you wanted to go and be a part of the gospel choir because we were literally 200 strong and the classes were divided up so my sister went there many some of the great musicians here in the city of memphis even today went to fairly high school and my choir teacher at the time reverend robert j matt you know he groomed us and i started the choir and I guess it was when the 95, yeah, mm, 95, 95. Mm-hmm, 95 is when we started. And uh, I took maybe, maybe like seven of us. And then there were some other friends that I was, you know, close to. And at that time, that's when I started doing the workshops at different coaching churches, helping them to get ready for, for their youth day. And this one particular church, I stayed close to. And, uh, you know, they called me and they said, hey, you know, our school has a gospel choir. You know, we you know, we, we enjoy singing. We want to come together. Well, however, uh, it didn't last long. But those same people, they were from Oak Haven High School. Then I had my friends from Fairlight High School. So I brought them together. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so I said, hey, I got some friends over here, here at family. I said, y'all want to continue to sing? Because, you know, people have been hearing about us. things like, wow, you know, they can sing. So we decided to come together and make it official. And that's when we came up with the name Power Anointed. We've been going ever since. I mean, we've rehearsed in houses. We've rehearsed in, uh, in small churches. We've rehearsed in storefronts, off, office spaces. I anywhere, mean, you know, uh, anywhere you can in, find anywhere. it. <laughs> yeah, we were determined. We will, we will pick up each other and then of course once our parents kind of saw that we were serious you know they kind of got involved and started making sure you know we would be at rehearsal weekly and you know until we all started driving and just kind of you know got our own cars so and we've been singing we've been singing uh you know different musicals and things that will go on and, and you know we just remain faithful and of course you know over the years many have come and go and uh, there are some that we have buried i think we've lost mm. i guess uh maybe maybe seven or eight choir members out of 28 years okay uh, but you started with young teenagers so to speak right you said 17 18 uh-huh i don't know why i want to call you anointed power it's power anointed <laughs> <laughs> so i, I apologize but i don't know what it is maybe i was like oh they anointed they power okay but it's the it's reverse it's power anointed yes ma'am <laughs> <laughs> but but I do remember you all had like due season out. Uh, wasn't that your debut professional uh, recording uh, release? Yes. After attempting to record twice, you know, we were ripped off. A guy oh, took, wow. yeah, took advantage of us. And the choir came together and they said, you know, they, they said, Josh, they said, why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> and I said, I don't know anything about recording equipment. I don't know how to go about doing this, you know. So and, you, uh, so the one who ripped you off was the, the recording engineer who's supposed to set up the recording yeah. and all of that. Oh, okay, yeah. so, so yeah, far, so they need a, they need to uh-huh. hear that. Yes, in fact, we did a live recording. We actually did a live recording, and you know, we were waiting to do overdubs and all of that. And uh, 
things just kind of went left. And uh, so I kind of got discouraged. And I said, well, maybe I'm just moving too soon. Little did I know God really wanted me to record our first project myself. So there's a young man here in the city of Memphis. Well, of course, he's no longer here. He, he moved back to uh, Greece because that's where he was from. Mm. And I, you know, connected with him several times in the studio. Very professional uh, man. And he told me, he said, hey, whatever happened to that live recording you guys did? And I just told him, I was like, man, it's not looking good. He said, well, why don't you come to my studio? We're going to do it. And I told him, I said, I can't afford you. <laughs> I told him, I said, I can't afford you. I said, I'm thinking about getting my own equipment. He said, well, things have changed now, Josh. You really can't get your own equipment, and you can do it yourself. He said, I'm going to tell you what to go and get, and you call me, and I'll help you set it up. And it's real easy. And if, if you do what I tell you, and then send me those files, I'll give you a big cut. And, and guess what? He mm. did. Oh, Je wow. See, look yeah. at God. Look at God. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, and I did everything that he told me to do. I recorded it. And it took me, it took me, I will say maybe a good, maybe four and a half, five months because I took my time. And at the same time, I was learning as well. And the choir, they believed, they believed in the ministry so much until, you know, they all gave. They all gave. And then, you know, I went and bought the equipment and I was so excited about, you know, showing them. And so what we did, you know, I wasn't able to bring all of them to my house, but what I mm -hmm. did was I ordered them separately, like within sections. So I had the Sopranos. And, and at that time, we were, we're, we're over, what, 45 strong now, but at that time, we probably was maybe 20, 25. So what I would do, I would take maybe four Sopranos and they would they would come to the house to record their part. Then the altos, I gave everybody a, a set time. And when we did that first song, and it came out, oh my God, we was like, this is this is what's up. So <laughs> that's what's up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Lynn? Uh -huh. We've been repeating the process even to this day. Even the live recording. Hmm. Uh, blessed be the name. We pay for that. The choir paid for that. We connected with, with, you know, some people. And of course, just throughout back and forth every year to Jim WA, I learned more about some of the professional engineers. I reached out to them and I told them what I was doing and, and I wanted to know how much would they charge because I wanted each album to be like another step higher. You know, I didn't want that same mix. I wanted something professional. I, said, I told them, I said, I want that same sound that some of the top artists has mm -hmm. even now. And I challenge, I challenge the choir and, and even to this day, they believe in it. And and God is just so amazing, Lynn. Mm -hmm. God is just because when you hear the quality of our singles now, you wouldn't believe, you would think a record label has something to do with it. But this but, is your own independent project. That's us. That's us own independent project. To God be the glory. <laughs> oh, wow. That is that is a, an awesome story and a story of encouragement that to aspiring artists who are out there trying to do the same thing that you're doing and you were sharing the process and what you went to, went through to get to where you are right now with with your recording and your and your latest release now you're a songwriter when did you start writing songs pastor josh my first song i wrote i was 16 and um i need to record that song i was in rehearsal and it just kind of hit me and i told the choir i said hey sing this <laughs> <laughs> i want to see what it sound like you know i didn't care if it sounded corny or stupid you know i just said you know sing this let me just see what it sounds like so that's just kind of been my thing where you know when, when god dropped something in my spirit in fact he did it this morning about three o'clock i literally woke up with, with a melody in my in my head and I have to move quickly 
when he drops it because if I don't, I lose it. So right, right. I woke up out of a dream to this melody and I started humming and uh, trying to be as quiet as possible because my wife was asleep. Walked upstairs and I walked to the uh, keyboard and I and I took my phone and hit voice record and I just started humming what I heard. No okay. lyrics yet. Well, no humming, lyrics. Yet. Humming the melody, so to speak. Yeah. So that's kind of how songs are birthed. Sometimes the melody comes. Sometimes the lyrics may come, and it, and it doesn't always come all you know at the same time. Sometimes you may get a verse, you may get a chorus, so you may get the vamp, and they don't all come in the same order. Sometimes the vamp may come first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it, but it's weird huh? okay yeah that's how god is you know you can't figure him out you just have to roll with the flow <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, of your choir and rolling with the the flow your sound is unique but when you started mentioning like some of your influences like you talked about olanda draper for one i was listening to your song blessed the other day and i could i could hear those influences i could hear that yeah. influence in particular oh yeah oh yeah dr madam mouse clark uh orlando draper and uh, of course uh, some of the other great artists such as thomas whitfield uh milton brunson john p keith of course and uh and then you know i was a big fan and still is a big fan of the mississippi mass choir uh, david curry the colorado bass choir you know just about every choir that that was just you know the thing you know back in the day you know uh, it, wasn't it especially wasn't it like back in the was it in the 90s when the choirs were were big yeah uh-huh i would say the late 80s because we mm -hmm. had this radio station k faith love 107 fm they played all of the choir music in fact they played everything quartet but back then you heard more choir music late 80s pretty much all of the 90s of course uh -huh. uh, you know, every year was choir day so you know it, it was all about <laughs> it was all about singing the latest songs and then of course if you went to GMWA and was a part of the mass choir you know they recorded at the end of the week as well so you know just you know inspired by so many uh, I mean you name you name the choirs I mean I had a whole I'm telling you CDs from look cassette <laughs> oh, I had it all. Yeah, no, but you mentioned you talked about choirs and off mic. We mentioned a little bit about that because I wanted to know why choirs. Because you, uh, we talked about how choirs are not the easiest entity to work with, uh, and uh, and so why choirs for you? I know you said you, well, you fell in love with them when you were young. Is that it? It was my foundation when I was young. Mom was in the choir. She's, she so often testified about when she was pregnant with me. And being that she sung alto, uh, she was on that on that end, that second row on the end. And next to her, the drums were there. She said mm -hmm. every time the drums were played, I would turn over in her stomach towards where the drums were. And she was like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> but it's been like that since birth. So, you know, choirs, that was my foundation. It's something about the three-part harmony. Of course, when it's right, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that pass when it's right. <laughs> And, you know, uh, and again, Lynn, I never forget when I went to Madame Mouse Clark's rehearsal and there were over 300 some choir members there. I never heard a sound like that in my life, a big mass choir sound. So I was used to maybe 15, 20 people at our church in the choir singing. That's about as good as it got, you know, mm -hmm. but when I first mass choir sound, it never left me. So you just you fell in love. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh my God, it, it, it never left me. And so, you know, when you have a love for something, you're, you're willing to go through whatever it takes, you know. For that uh, love, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the highs and the lows and the, 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 the birth pains of it and all of that. And of course, no, it's not easy. Uh, God has to really give you a grace because, and then you have to have a love for people. Uh, it's just like pastor. You have to have a love for, for people because one of the things that I've learned is that there are some people that are called to sing. Then you have some people who need the ministry for that season. Hmm. Okay. And as a leader, God has, has positioned me to, to pastor these people. In fact, that's, I believe, having my choirs what paid me for pastoring even today. It's interesting that these times, before we get into your music, it's interesting times that we live in because you got this social media generation that's here. You got Generation X, you got Generation what Z, you got uh-huh. the baby boomers, you got all of this going on at the same time. So it must be challenging at times to find a message that speaks to all of these people and these generations with all of this stuff they got going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I've learned to pay attention to the industry. Mm-hmm. I've learned to pay attention to what people like and what they get still love. And I, and I don't allow myself to be moved by what appears to be fading away. Okay. Okay. Uh, because at one time, and 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 by the way, I forgot. I failed to mention that my God, he's he's most definitely one of my favorites. Choir master himself, Ricky Dillon. Uh, oh, yeah, and, Ricky. Yeah, I could I could see Ricky's influence on your music too. Oh yeah, as a Cal Walker. Oh yeah, see all of them. All of them. I so thank God for them, even to this day, for holding up the bloodstained banner as it relates to choirs. Because you know, Pastor, we're up in churches today. You don't right. always see the choirs. You see a worship team, right? Uh, more right. so than choirs. And one point, I was concerned about that. I'm like, are we trying to replace the choirs with the worship team? I, I really think that you know, with the pandemic and things that happened, uh, of course, we were all shaken up. But you know, just as it was in the Bible, when things were going on, God always had those that He used mm. to bring the remnant back, you know, close to Him. And I just believe that I am one of those, along with other artists, whether it be choirs, quartets, or uh, solo artists. God is still speaking. He's still uh, using many of us as artists to help bring back those that have that may have been wounded and, and uh, that may have somewhat lost their passion. Of course, with a lot of prayer, we had to uh, really put our trust and our faith in God to continue. Uh, in fact, it was during that time when my wife and I decided we needed to go to Ricky Dillard's recording. I went to the recording to be inspired. Mm. And when I saw that whole choir on that stage, oh, I couldn't wait to get back to Memphis <laughs> to start rehearsal. And I know people were afraid, you know, didn't want to come out. But for those that that did, guess what? Mm-hmm. We we went ahead. We we continue on, and before we knew it, folks just started coming back. Started coming back. So speaking of that, with uh, you said folks are coming back, and then you 
you did this new EP. Yes. Live Praise <laughs> Volume 1. So talk to me about that. What's on it and what's what's its mission for your music ministry through that? You know, that EP is so special to me, Lynn, because that was a live. And he was there at that live recording before mm-hmm. he passed. He was on the front row. He was smiling. He even got up and danced a little bit. Passed the daddy? Up <laughs> <laughs> and danced. And, of course, you know, he had a chance to of course, you know, Dad have always just been uh, inspiring but and just encouraging. You know, he will always give me a prophetic word when I least suspect it. You know, and if he told you something, you can look for it. And mm-hmm. um, the songs that are on there, of course, Blessed Be The Name. I knew Blessed Be The Name was going to be our single. It was just something about that song when we were singing in rehearsal. It looked like the, the room was just light up. But uh, Blessed Be The Name, and hey, my wife is... Also on that EP as well. Oh, uh, wow. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lady Pearl, she's on there. And uh, the name of her, her song is I'll Go. Uh, of course, you know, you can download it on all any digital uh, streaming outlet. Uh, but I'll Go. And uh, my wife loves quartet. So <laughs> I found a way in how to write a song that had a quartet feel in it somewhat. It mm. fit. It fit her just right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there's some other songs on there that's a great praise and worship songs that's good for choirs that's entitled lord we love you and then i even have another song that's good for just about any choir whether it be young people praise team or the mass choir and uh the name of that song is most high god uh but yeah you know i encourage the people to check it out download it and uh hit me up and let me know what they you know think about it and we 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 have many more great uh songs and music uh that we're going to be pushing and releasing and but we're just getting started <laughs> just as uh, pastor josh bracy and power anointed are just getting started even though they've been at this for 20 something plus years but yes. praise god that you're that you're still out there and along with this and pastoring your church you represent the memphis chapter of gospel industry network right Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The uh, I serve as uh, a senior vice uh, president. Of course, our president is the one and only uh, Tracy Bethay, and uh, she's our president. And uh, of course, we have we have some more that serve alongside with us. Um, Tony Dickerson is our other vice president, and Sherry Mackey is also vice president. Uh, so Memphis is on the move. Uh, mm. The Gospel Network here in our city is definitely on the move. All right, then. Well, we thank you so much. For for letting us know all of that just tell us how can we find you and connect with you on social media i know you said that your music and your your ep um live praise volume one is available on uh, all the streaming networks out there they can go check that out but how do they find you well they can, I, they can most definitely go to uh facebook and of course josh bracy and power anointed uh, you'll see it there uh instagram as well Josh Brace and Power Daunting. We even have a TikTok page. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> we even have a TikTok page. Uh, oh, course. Lord. Okay. Josh Brace and Power Daunting and follow us. And then you can go to our website, uh, Josh Bracey and PA.com, and uh, you will find us there. Hey, you know, be looking for more music uh, coming from us. And uh, Miss Lynn, I appreciate you so much for inviting me on your show. 
Oh, you're welcome. It's uh, good to have you because you're from Tennessee, so I yeah, I told you you like home folk, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, all right, then. Well, thank you so much for uh, blessing us and blessing the world with your music and your ministry. Passed with Josh Bracey and Power Anointed. The EP is Live Praise. Is it Praise or Praises? Uh, live Praise. Volume 1. one. All right, then. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And friends, I want to thank you, too, for joining us today. Always, always, always appreciate you. Now, make sure that you subscribe right now so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring show. Now, if you'd like to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O. O-D-S or Instagram at LynnWoods96 or TikTok at LynnWoods96 as well. Or Facebook, just Lynn, L-I-N, Woods, W-O-O-D-S and LinkedIn, same thing. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast where we talk to inspire Josh Bracey and Power Anointed are going to take us on home right now with their hit, Blessed, Blessed Be the Name, on the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast. God bless.